Ooh, don't touch that dial. You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the month of December, the last one of 2023, episode 229. From that slightly frosty city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barsay. And straight out of 9226, I am back with my voice. This is Chris Powell. On this episode, on the fourth day before Christmas at the time of this recording, AJ and I have four observations of 2023, three goals for 2024, two instances of quality assurance and one big old happy podcast for your listening ears. Come join us, dear friends and listeners. This is the Bellingham Podcast. On the fourth day of Christmas, my podcaster partner gave to me... Get some auto-tune for that, man. (laughs) What the heck? Hey, how you doing, Chris? Love and life. Uh, glad to be sticking a fork in 2023. Ugh. We uh, It's been a weird year. Yes. Kind of a look back. Uh, AJ and I made the decision, the executive decision. Oh, uh, yes. yes. Was 51% uh, votes for yes. AJ and 49% yes. for me. Executive board. We would not do a gift guide. No. Episode, no. Since you're probably already bombarded with a whole lot of gift guides on everywhere you look for this holiday season. AJ, how the heck are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm glad that your 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 baritone voice is back. Yeah, the only problem is I took a swig of a, a liquid, non-alcoholic, of course. Of course. Uh, before recording, and it's still stuck in my esophagus, so I will be coughing at times uh, to try to get that out of my system. Yeah. But in the meantime, it's so nice to be able to have my voice back and to have the vocal ocular range like I'm used to instead of, talking oh, like this. So, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> no, no. Originally, we had planned a, a gift guide and stuff, and then uh, Chris got sick, and he, I mean, he was gravelly. I mean, you were you were like grout, Oscar the Grouch level of like... Yeah, rah, 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 rah. it wasn't that uh, fun no. experience. But anyway, let's get to uh, yeah. talking about happier. Yeah, so on this this episode, what we're going to do is we're going to put a, a stick of fork, as we like to say, into 2023 as like a little retrospective of things that we learned, things that we gained, things that we're modifying, and why Chris and I are actually looking forward to 2024. Yes, it's uh, it's always with optimism that we uh, turn the odometer on another calendar year in the Gregorian calendar, I think it is. Where am I talking out my butt like no, Cliff I th- I th- Clavin? Yeah, we're, I'm, I'm good with Gregorian. All right, Cliff Clavin, uh, <laughs> let's, let's go for it. So, so yeah. So we started off, so uh, you you revisited our, our last uh, last year's episode around this time, and you had a, uh, you had a goal to a read goal. a book a month, if I recall. Yeah, you know, I've always, sk- in my career as a technologist, I've always gone to websites, skim for the information I need to regurgitate in an email for a client or to learn how to do something to go bang, 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 and then move on with life. Mm-hmm. There's a wealth of information in books, as we've learned for millennia, and I just have never been one to do a whole lot of physical book analog reading. Well, I changed that. And so a book a month, I got my goal. And, mm. you know, they didn't have to be uh, Tolstoy, War and Peace, you know, 1,200, 1,500 page tomes. Mm-hmm. But I did uh, encompass a lot of books and got some information that I pulled from it that I'll be using in content creation endeavors in 2024. But for this year, I want to continue that because I thoroughly have enjoyed the opportunity to sit down, not be looking at a slab of glass and to be able to, with a pen in hand, because one of the things I did is I underlined a whole lot of important information in that book. They're mine now. I'm not (laughs) going to be reselling these uh, just because for the reference information. And so my intention for 2024 is to uh, read a book a month, but 
solely of the author Clive Staples Lewis, also known as C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis. It's not just The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, kiddos. It's a whole lot more. He's an incredibly articulate author, and there's a whole lot of interesting topics that I want to just enjoy for reading Mm -hmm. to uh, learn a little bit of allegory, a little bit of... uh, you know, ways that I can apply some things into life. I've enjoyed reading the Stoics in the past. Uh, Dig Ryan Holiday's work as far as Stoicism and reading about Marcus Aurelius and Seneca and Cato and Epicurus. Old C.S. Lewis, that's another one I want to be working on. So that's, uh, that's at least what's on tap for me in 2024. One of the books that C.S. Lewis uh, has authored, I believe is called The Great Divorce. Yeah. And uh, that is indicative of what I'm about to do in a couple days at the time of this recording. I'm ending a 15-year relationship. (gasps) Breathe out. (laughs) All right. It's okay. My beautiful wife and I are doing just fine. No, I'm ending a 15-year relationship (laughs) with Amazon. I'm killing my uh, long-time account and uh, deleting it and uh, not wanting my information to be doing that. Yeah, there may be a family account that if we have to order stuff, or we know people who have an Amazon account say, hey, can you purchase this? We'll Venmo you some money. Oh, Venmo. Right. No, I, it's funny that you bring that because that's that's uh, looking back our, through our notes from the last year's episode. Like I, I was all analog in yep. in uh, a lot of different ways, but I did analog hi-fi and stuff, which is something that I did this year. Acquired some, acquired some more vinyl, um, but my wife and I had the same discussion. Where at least here in Bellingham, folks, like. W- I don't know where if you're listening to us, wherever you're listening to us, maybe on Camry 88.3. It's a place to be by the city, by the Salish Sea. But here in Bellingham, at least since the pandemic, even though you're paying for two-day shipping, I very rarely ever get actual two-day shipping. We're not going to make an indictment of our town's uh, United States Postal no. Service uh, no. locations, but it's been evident that when we have an email saying your delivery is scheduled to be here at this date, it, it that date elapses until we actually get our stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's not, it's not really even an indictment for USPS, but like I've even noticed, uh, so I had, I had a, a, a quasi niece, uh, somebody near and dear to me, their, their daughter had a birthday and stuff. And so I ordered this little, I guess this is a hip thing these days, a smushmallow stuff. Oh, where's my son? He would be able to correct me. There are these little, they look like little orb egg looking things and they have cute little faces on it. They're, We're they're old. Smushmallow. Sure. Sounds good. It, it, squishmallow. 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 All right. <laughs> um, and so anyway, like I ordered one and uh, it, you know, is supposed to be here on Friday. Okay, cool. And then it got delayed. All right. Well, fine. I'll be here on Saturday. A week later, it finally got here and it wasn't even, it wasn't even in Bellingham. Like it was just coming in route. So it's like, it's little things like that. Like I know first world problem. I know it's a little stuffed animal. However, comma, but like at that point, the reason why my wife and I had used Amazon prime for so long is because it was fast and convenient and it was competitive priced. Those three things don't really stack up in 2024 now, especially in competitive. There's been a few things that I've, I've looked at on, on the Zon. My wife will go to the manufacturer's website buy it from the manufacturer's website with free shipping mm-hmm. and it's actually been cheaper those three items that you mentioned of of the benefits that you would get from amazon we could put those in the denominator yeah area i will put in the numerator amazon warehouse working conditions oh yeah and customer data telemetry yes in the numerator yes and that that fraction that equation 
that equation equals a zero for me. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. It's just, it's, it's, it's time to yeah. look elsewhere for things and at, uh, for us at least. Oh, and then uh, on top of that, like, uh, you know, we, you know, as a family over the years, you know, we've kind of evaluated how much we've gotten off of that. And mm. like from a financial, cause everybody's in a pinch right now, especially yep. with, with, you know, the economy as it is, it's just one other vector that we're like, well, if it's not there, then we can't be tempted type of a thing. And it's not like we're buying a ton of crap anyway. Right. But your, but your financial revenue that you're making, you got to make your dollar stretch further Correct. with the cost of goods and services around funny that yeah funny that so uh chris have you been have you been have you been out to a restaurant lately at, at all yes yeah tell me about it yeah <laughs> so you know preaching to the choir here we're all aware of the the increasing price of everything uh in in 2023 but it gets to a point Google Popeye kids. Uh, he has this line that he says, it's all I can stands because I can't, can't stand no, no more. more. And when I go to a restaurant for lunch that without, you know, throwing them under the bus, it's, it's the amount of fingers you have on your hand and those uh, who identify as males. Uh, when I order a burger and fries, it's really tough for me to stomach, see what I did there, mm. uh, an $18 total without yeah including tip with that in mind i do enjoy the vittles that i get from this restaurant but i'm real but i'm having to take a step back and going this is getting to a place where i need to be doing something different and while the cost of groceries is high got to offset some things like that and so got to do less of the uh, you know when, when we're up to about 30 dollars an entree for a restaurant for dinner or something like that that gets to be chomping at the monthly budget yeah and what my beautiful wife and I are going to attempt to do is to try to do more cooking from home. If we're, you know, ha ha come on over, let's yeah, roast that's some what vegetables, we've done let's grill some uh, meat products or byproducts. Uh, <laughs> let's have a salad. Let's have some time. Oh, by the way, we won't have intrusive wait staff unless you count my barking dog. Uh, that's like, hey, it's time for dessert. Yeah. Anyway, uh, to be able to have a quieter environment, to be able to hear each other at a comfortable volume. Cause some places like to jack their music decimal up, see episodes 227 through, uh, episode <laughs> six from the back in the archives. Uh, but yeah, I, I you got to rethink is going out to eat in that social experience and to have that immediate gratification of food without preparing it for yourself and, and doing all yeah. the prep. Is it worth it for what we are shelling out yeah. and tapping our card for the, for the bill, if you will, AJ. Yeah, no, I've, I've, so my, my, my rant and I've, I've said it since, I don't know, it's the episode 227 through what did we start the year with? Uh, the, the coffee house culture coming oh, right. out of, I just had this conversation with somebody who, uh, used to be in Bellingham. Now they're, uh, in a different state. And it was funny because I, I said, like, if she's ever in our neck of the woods, give me a holler and we'll, uh, you know, happy to meet you at a, at a coffee house. And then it got me thinking, I was like, I need to stop saying that because I, I can't always guarantee that there's going to be a coffee house open after yep. two o'clock in this town. I did check the websites mm -hmm. of a couple local uh, franchises of houses of caffeine in a lot of cases they're open till six yeah depending on where you go right <clears throat> but you can't expect an evening after work place to be open yeah. you know to be able to get your cuppa yeah and it's it's interesting because like uh i was talking to actually my folks and it's it's interesting that like you know uh brew pub culture has boomed i yes. think since the pandemic yep 
Um, but if you do not partake in that drink, it's hard for, where does somebody go if they don't want to imbibe alcohol or, or have an uh, alcohol-free drink, you know? Sure. Because when you're, the other thing that's hard to stomach is, <laughs> was it nine bucks to get a cup of coffee, just yeah. a straight flat white or a latte or whatever. And so it's it's hard. It's, it's a hard to go, like you just said, to go to a, a coffee shop to c- catch up with somebody or whatever. Well, why? Like at that point, like it's, 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 it's taking away from the, the impetus of what the, what the coffee house culture was. While I'm always a fan of the environment and I'm all for supporting our independent, same here, um, houses of caffeine, not naming any in particular, no. but in one instance where the, the flavor shot mm. is now up to $2 yeah. in your base level of coffee, which starts at Four fifty or five bucks, and then if you wanted some different types of dairy, yes, other than standard a- milk, that's an additional cost over the top. To have two cups of coffee, mm-hmm. as my wife and I were able to get eyeball on, as they switched the little square machine uh, towards me for tapping with my card to see twenty dollars for yeah. two cups of coffee. With high quality ingredients, right. it makes you th- pause for thought. Right. So it, it paused to the point where, so um, the, over this last year, um, much of the analog stuff, because that was kind of my resolution, um, I, I was getting more entrenched in was uh, audio and coffee. And so um, we bought, uh, my wife and I bought a Wakeco Pico Presso, which I- You got to spell that for me there, Wakeco cowboy. Wakeco Pico Presso. Gesundheit. W-A-C-A-C-O. Wakeco. Uh-huh. Pico, P-I-C-C-O, okay. Presso, P-R-E-S-S-O. We did this before, this bit we've done before on the show. I don't remember. <laughs> I would have remembered Waikiko Presso. This is you, this is new to me there, so, Cowboy. Okay, okay. So the, the Waikiko Pico Presso is this basically a portable uh, espresso maker where it's all manual. And so you, you pump up a, 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 a basin that has water and you put your grinds ground to an espresso and it comes out as espresso. Does it allow you to pump up the jam? Oh, uh, pumps up the jam all the time. While your feet are stumping? Absolutely. Okay, and the jam is thumping? Very good. The jam all is right. always thumping. Very good. So anyway, we had it and uh, our first one that we had had a malfunction. The pressure relief valve had a fault, whatever. Got a new one. And anyway, I, I like the Wakeco. Um, their QC could be a little bit better in my opinion, but as a machine that is a grab-and-go portable um you know, backpacker, as it were, uh, traveling espresso machine, you know, it's, it's a great for what it is. However, I make a lot of coffee in a day because I work from home there and, you, go. you know, when my wife is also uh, studying from home, uh, you know, she also wants coffee. So I put a lot of miles on that Wakeko mm-hmm. in, in about a half a year. And so we bit the bullet and for Christmas, our big quote, family, uh, present this year was a flare 58. Ah, so the flare, if you're unfamiliar with this in, in the coffee, uh, I don't know, coffee, Instagram lifestyle that you might see. If you ever see a manual looking espresso machine, that's all in black, Chris Pal approved. Yes. And it's got, it's got a wooden handle and a big old arm. And you see these beautiful shots of espresso coming out and you can see it from a mirror and stuff. That's basically what I have. Okay. It is, it is as close to a manual high-end espresso machine that you would get out of Italy. It's, but a, it's a Cadillac, a manual espresso machine. It is by once, cry once type of a thing. Very good. And so I've been making espressos out of that machine 
for friends who come over, which in the beginning of the year, I've already told you you're coming over and I'm making you a, a, yes, a cup of coffee. A, I think we should do a show involving, we did one in we the We did past that for the Chimera, yes. yes. So uh, longtime listeners of the Bellingham podcast will remember the NPR coffee edition that we did for the Chimera. It's time to redo that NPR episode that we did with, uh, or NPR-esque episode. Oh, yes. I look forward to it, especially right. with this new setup. Right. So anyway, I mean, for me, it's kind of shifting that like, hey, I've got a friend that's in town and stuff. Instead of going out, you're in town, come to my house. Let me make you coffee because I can make, you know, I've got a little frother so you can do the whole thing. And it's a lot more allergy centric, you know, cause uh, like for us, you know, for the longest time we couldn't do cow dairy and couldn't have cross contamination and all this other jazz. So like we, we as a family have had a lot of asterisks, but coming out of the pandemic, a lot of things have been liberalized, but what hasn't gotten liberalized is that price, you know, yeah. like you just said for my wife and I to go get a cup of coffee with alternative milk. Cause we have to, um, we don't put flavory stuff. We just want the coffee. Thank you. Sure. You're right. It's 16, 17, it's 18 there. bucks. And yeah. it's just ridiculous. I want to be able to give uh, a little shout out to an experience my wife and I had recently. We you know, are looking for places to go on quasi dates. Yeah. You know, if Same you will. here. And on a Saturday morning in recent memory, we were able to go to a place in the Cordata area of Bellingham uh, near Volley, V-O-L-L-I, which is that pickleball joint uh, by the DMV and the WTA Cordata zone. It's called Oddities. Mm -hmm. And Oddities is a coffee shop with some very curiosity, curious, curious, kitschy. I don't want to say kitschy. That's, that's a quaint, it's a unique gift opportunity. There we go. Items for purchase. The, the person who was uh, serving our beverages was very kind. The music was not obtrusive mm -hmm. or loud. They had plenty of seats available. And it was a pretty cool, offbeat environment. Oddities in the Cordata area, you know, check it out on your Maps app. You might be able to locate it. It's near Bali. Um, pretty good place if you wanted to go try something different yeah. uh, in 2024. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and as much as I, I said, like, you know, I... It, it's hard. I, I'll say this. Like, it's not like I don't like going out for coffee. Yeah. It's just, it's hard to find a place that warrants that price. Sure. I would say like, uh, we've mentioned them before coffee or cough and coffee. Mm -hmm. Over there on Cornwall street, I believe now across only, from the Leopold. Yep. Only, only on uh Cornwall. Cause I used to have a, a, another location closer used to, James. to be off of James street, but yeah. definitely check out the Cornwall location. Yeah. And, th and that's great. You know, and, and if I have to, uh, cause remote working and such, yes. that's, that is a go-to place for me. Oh, and they have some really they take care in how they're assembling the, yeah. the caffeine or decaf mm -hmm. beverage of choice. And they've got an extensive menu that goes beyond a latte. Yeah. And that's, but again, like that's, that's one place to get an experience in the city of subdued excitement. When that's we right. used to have like every corner, you know, a, a place that you can go where it's like, cheers, everybody knows your cheers. name. I and don't, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking as you've been describing, you know, or lamenting the, the brew pub, coffee pub culture yeah. um you need to be able to meet someone mm -hmm. uh and you may not want to invite them to your to residence house. that's yes. totally understandable have you considered the mall <sighs> and the food courts i i hear you sigh i know i know but it's an open area it is there's options for beverages sure <clears throat> healthy or unhealthy as you yes. may be uh free parking yes and they may have Wi-Fi there, although I would not trust. I wouldn't that try. Oh, or VPN, that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Or you know, there's there's just maybe think creatively. Yeah. Uh, there are some higher educational institutions around mm -hmm. that, if you don't need wireless, there are plenty of places to be able to meet. 
uh, as well. Just trying to get creative. I know, but it's it's just I miss that that coffee house vibe. It's yes. like Friends, you know, mm-hmm. Central Perk type yes. of thing. And it's hard coming out of the pandemic, or at least for us, because that that was that's our scene. That was our scene. Yes, and it hasn't really come back. And so we're kind of bringing it home, as it were. Well, yes, but uh, other observations in 2023. Um, I, you know, we don't need to talk about travel because we did we did talk about we did some, we, we did. traveled. Yes, and we got. <laughs> paintballed by some of the travel experience. So, Aurora, we love you. Yeah. I'm not going back anytime soon. <laughs> and Denver International Airport, thanks for the lightning storm. We love you. Smoochie boochies. Uh, it was a shocking experience. <laughs> indeed. Shocking Miss Moneypenny. Uh, I would I would say from this year, it was, uh, you know, it's, it's good to be looking forward to what's coming up. Kind of a tough year in a lot of ways uh, that, you know, we, we want to stay upbeat yeah. and happy. Uh, we I don't know if we covered four observations of 2023, uh, but, you know. My two and your two, yeah. <clears throat> but in 2024, I talked about, you know, reading some stuff. What do you have on tap for the new uh, year? So I just put a bow tie. As a matter of fact, this episode will be the bow tie on all of my content creation until 2024. All right. So I, I save the best for last. Of course. Just so, like Vanessa Williams. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. So the, the, one of the things that I had for my resolutions or looking forward to was I was going to go into a lot more content creation in Analog Explorer, which yes. I did at the time of this recording, uh, the the first episode, because Analog Explorer has always kind of started weird as it always starts in the winter. So I had Jason Heaton from yes. the Grenado and stuff. He came up on Hi, the show. Hi, Jason. We, uh, we talked about diving and him as an author. I kind of wanted to tie, because um, just the nature of the Analog Explorer, I kind of wanted to tie in like his writing and his passions and his exploration and has kind of yielded the career trajectory that he's had. Mm-hmm. And so we did that. It was a really well-received episode. Um, and By then, the way, yeah, I'm also, uh, Jason, if you're listening to this, I'm interested in checking out the novel. Oh yeah, because uh, I'm always about flawed characters. Because by cracky, I am a flawed character in many ways. Um, I like how you are getting into the little bit of the spy thriller or the 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 you know undercover, yeah. uh, dare I say, Mission Impossible related stuff. But uh, yeah, you it's know, not, it's not quite on, Mission Impossible. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah it's, it's that it, it's like an it's intriguing a, discussion on your ep- uh, episode that you had yeah. with Jason discussing his book. Yeah, I'll hook you. I've I've got a co- uh, copy you can borrow. Yeah. Um, but anyway, no Death Charge and, and Sweetwater is his two books and mm-hmm. they're great a uh, great stocking stuffer if you don't have them already and what's what's cool about that is is like out of the end of 23 the one good thing that i've had is a lot of my content has gotten a lot of traction in different channels and i got brought on to different shows like shout out to dan over in the uk for zulu time podcast Hello, dan. you know and then i had um kind of a freelance client come in and that was uh jeff scott over at deep sea mag um, who was looking to spin up a podcast. Hello. Yes. And so uh, the Made Under Pressure podcast got formed. And uh, I'm, I'm pleased to say at the time of this recording, uh, I've been brought on t- on Deep Sea Magazine's uh, executive staff. Congratulations. I, I, I am now the chief podcasting officer and communication director of Deep Sea Mag. Excellent. So I'll be <clears throat> working with them in 2024 and uh working on their content channels and such to uh eventually uh the the lineup for the podcast is pretty cool i can't say who but if you've listened to that episode you know at least who the first three are spoiler alert yeah it's not me it's not you no but uh some very cool people is there a baritone voice to compliment your uh vocal range probably don't, don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's all right tune in to, it's, tune it's, in, it's, in 2024 yeah, yeah, yeah. so anyway we have we have a pretty cool lineup um it's going to be a monthly show similar to analog explorer and, and and belly and podcast so i mean it'll fit within my my production schedule but what's cool about it is uh you know 
the the thing about working with Jeff and Deep Sea is that they're looking at trying to bring community together and get stories out of that community. Um, because most of the time when you're underwater, however you identify underwater, whether that be free diving or scuba diving or tech diving or commercial diving or naval diving, those stories don't really come out. And if they do, they're usually very like uh, very masculine, very chest thumpy or very like a thriller. And as opposed to sometimes you just go see pretty things or mm-hmm. sometimes you go down underwater to test, you know, the the bounds of your mental capacity. And so those are the kind of stories I'm hoping to suss out um, under the guise of made under pressure. We're all made under pressure. Um, so what does that mean in that person's life? Uh, so it'd be cool. That's Sounds what I'm like looking a great forward pitch. to. Yeah. Thank you. I hope so. Absolutely. It's a continued success in 2024, Podcast Partner. Oh, thank you, Podcast Partner. Speaking of, you, you've you had some great heights this year with Canvas Insider and a new project coming yes. up. Can we talk about that? Uh, you know, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, this year of creating... Uh, niche-related content for the product that I'm an administrator for. It's a learning management system made by a company uh, called Instructure. Sup, Instructure? Indeed. Uh, <laughs> hello. Love the conference. Uh, yes, and I, I'm a Canvas insider. I, I, I share information that you know is beyond what you would find in their extensive online documentation. Yeah. Uh, but also, I want to make it entertaining, mm-hmm. and so I do s- some video screencasts, really low tech. I still don't know how to edit video. It's oh, I beg, one- to differ. I beg to differ with all of the voiceovers. I'm going to get at you right well, in the middle of a cough so you can't defend yourself Yeah, because there are some things, Chris, that you put into those videos that you, you got. You, yeah. I, I just throw stuff into iMovie and I call it good. Anyway, I do some cheeky videos where you've heard a bad lip reading on YouTube. Yeah. I kind of do that with movie clips. My, my lovely wife has mentioned, you do a lot of guy related movie clips. I'm like, well, duh. But <laughs> anyway, I'm looking to soften that in 2024. Speaking of which we're going to put a link to the show notes for this one drink uh for the past 50 years the world has enjoyed a charlie brown christmas yes and i grew up yes reading peanuts books watching all the charlie brown stuff and i had a chance to do a little bit of homage to both canvas and the charlie brown christmas back when i what barely had a voice but i just did a little bit of pitch raise yeah. and you couldn't tell uh so yeah it was a little bit of a, a cheeky holiday theme thing coming up in addition to continuing that information which is kind of a niche audience it is but you gotta i mean it's a growing audience You've a been growing audience some- yeah I've, I've i've had good success yeah i'm addressing something in 2024 that i believe needs to be addressed and in this new decade that i turned this year one of the highlights of 2023 for me It's time that we address the contentious relationship between tech support professional and customer. Mm -hmm. When I say tech support, everyone rolls their eyes. Oh my God. That needs to change. Agreed. We are tech support. Yes. We know what's going on. I've had some success adopting certain mindsets. I understand where my clients are coming from. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be uh, debuting a Substack blog, newsletter, whatever have you, uh, in 2024 called The Relational Technologist Mindset. Sweet. And uh, I've already begun publishing my mindset uh, ideas. So therefore, once it's debuted, you have some back uh, articles to look at. Um, It's time to share. It's time to change. It's time to rethink how businesses approach technology support for their clients. And I'm going to go, here's what worked for me. 
let's let's uh, work on this together. Let's go. You know, let's go on a journey. Here's mm-hmm. how we can improve both sides. Speaking to the clients, speaking to the professionals, and speaking to management in some cases. Mm. I think it's uh, this is a cool project. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to you putting this out because I think it's timely given all of the changes in technology and people using it. Like for instance, AI has been hugely disruptive. Like mm-hmm. I mean, hands down, 2023 has been the year of AI. Yep. And it's going to be interesting with your project and things like that that are uh, drastically shifting things. It'll be interesting to see what, what comes out of it. It's it's tough at this point in 2024, I'm just gonna call it out in 2024, for artificial intelligence to be able to have a relational capacity with a human being. I'm sorry, Chris, I, I didn't quite get that prompt. Can you try again? I'm going to uh, phrase this in a way that listeners of podcasts can uh, understand and uh, comprehend. Oh, I can write, I can try to generate that for you. Let me get some resources. Indeed, uh, but the, the nuances of understanding and uh, uh, the the situation, the context behind the relationship and the um, other aspects. I want to address that, mm-hmm. and not in and not admonish anyone. But it's yeah. like, here's what's worked for me. That's cool. Let's check this out. That's cool. So coming soon, and who knows what else might be happening? What do we want to do in 2024 for the Bellingham podcast? Uh, well, I mean, we're turning eight, so I mean, yes. we can. I mean, we're still going to be on Camry 88.3. It is a place to be 88.3. That is by the city, by the city. Uh, we will be doing a monthly episode because, you know, there's a whole lot of solo projects going on (laughs) uh, as we've kept the band together for eight years. Now, speaking of Bellingham though, we do have to end on kind of uh, two som well, one somber note and one kind of, I'm just want to mention it. So at the time of this recording, the the old terminal building over in Fairhaven uh, went up in uh, flames. It was a pretty horrific uh, fire that occurred during the late night. Yeah. It was uh, about a week ago or a weekend ago now. Uh, I believe they're still looking for potentially somebody or it's a fluid situation. No, that's not a pun intended, but there's, there's a lot more that needs to be discovered about the whole situation. Yeah. So, I mean, the only reason I bring that up is on Instagram. I've had a lot of people who were up here in Bellingham back in the college days they heard about the article they reached out so yeah i mean uh take a look at uh was it cascadia cascadia news, news. yeah, yeah. cascadia they're, daily news cdn yeah they're 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 doing some good coverage on that if yes, you want to are. find out about that and then lastly it's kind of a shout out and a uh pour one out or a tip of the hat mm-hmm. is um after almost 20 years of being open in bellingham washington uh charlene owner and proprietor of gone diving will be uh selling the business in 2024 all right you know that's that's my dive shop like that's where all of us dive out of and uh you know she's put in a lot of work uh oh, yeah. to build that and establish that business and that brand um and i mean she's well regarded as a diver and, and as a dive shop she's you know hands down one of the best and so uh it, it left a couple of us uh that are in different training courses kind of wondering like, well, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. And so in a mad dash, myself and two of my other colleagues, we're in kind of the last pro group. Um, and so at the time of this recording, uh, in the next four weeks, I'm in dive master training uh, right. so that I can become a dive guide and a dive professional. Uh, and because of my qualifications, I would get a, a dive master at the end of this. Um, so I'm I'm in a mad dash. That's why the other reason why I need to put a bow tie yes. on all of my productions. So. Um, Thank you, Charlene, for all that you've done for yeah. this area and Heck what yeah. you and the business you provided for those uh, below ground in the in the water. <laughs> in if the you water, will. Yeah, yeah, below below surface. <clears throat> below surface. Thank you very much. But yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of you have over the the last couple of months have like uh, commented about all the the times that me and other divers have cleaned up the the lakes and stuff, and that's that's all stuff that we just do for good. Divers doing good. 
And uh, anyway, yeah, Sherilyn's worked really hard. And so I'm, uh, you know, I'm sad to see her go, but I'm happy that she's built this so that she can go to warmer waters. So, there you go. Yep. Without revealing too much information. Yes. 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 So anyway, uh, I guess on that note, that wraps up this 229th edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us, wherever you like to get your podcast. Remember, if you are in the Bellingham area, we said it twice on this show, you might be listening to us on KMRE 102, oh, 88.3. I got you. you. I got you. Yep. It's a place to be on the city by the Salish Sea. And also they're available at KMRE.org. In addition to 88.3, you see. Those for those webbies. (laughs) Yes, that too. (laughs) Oh man. Happy, happy holidays. Happy New Year. I'm AJ Barsay. And I'm Chris Powell. Thanks once again for sticking with us through 229 episodes and for being part of this uh, project, this journey that AJ and I have been on for the past almost eight years called the Bellingham Podcast. (laughs) 